Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor Study. We have received a lot of questions from our viewers. So today, we're going to be spending the entire show answering, having Pastor Brock answer questions from you, the viewer. Uh, Pastor Brock, if a born-again Christian struggles with cigarettes and cannot stop, will they still go to heaven? I believe they will. I, I knew an old pastor who said, smoking won't keep you out of heaven. It might get you there quicker. So I encourage you, if you've got a smoking problem or, you know, get help or, or uh, try to stop. But, Mona, you don't want to say anything. Uh, you don't want to say, what gets us into heaven is, mm -hmm. is Christ's death on the cross, his blood, grace. We're saved by grace alone through faith in Christ alone. We're not saved by whether I smoke a cigar or not. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't mean we don't repent of our sins. We do. But, um, yeah, we're saved by grace, not works. That's important. R Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. What about drinking alcohol socially? Mm -hmm. Mona, I saw a preacher on TV, and he was preaching against sipping saints. And his belief is you cannot drink socially and go to heaven. Hmm. I thought, where's that in the Bible? Mm -hmm. Now, here's the deal. Drunkenness is a sin. Drunkards will not inherit the kingdom of God, 1 Corinthians 6. So if you're a drunkard, you need to get help and repent of that. But, Mona, Jesus and the disciples drank wine. Mm -hmm. And some of these people, no, no, it was grape juice. No, it was wine. Paul the Apostle says, do not get drunk with wine in the New Testament. It wasn't, he couldn't, you know, grape juice doesn't get you drunk. So the word wine means wine in the New Testament. Granted, it was not as powerful in the first century as our wine is today. It was more diluted, mm -hmm. but it was still wine. Mm -hmm. and, and Jesus turned the water into wine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't think it's a sin to have a glass of wine, to have a beer. Drunkenness is a sin, right. but I don't think, yeah. Having a social drink is. Right. Here's a comment from one of the viewers. Pastor Brock, you are not without sin. No human is worth, worth of casting judgment on another. Only God can do that. Stop casting stones. Focus on the love and compassion that is God and teach that. Not your homophobic, transphobic, sexist, body controlling, racist, hate, hate speech. Do you have any comment on that? <laughs> I wonder what she really thinks. No. Um, yeah, I got this from a viewer and it could have been a man. I'm not sure if it was a man or a woman, but let's talk about this. Pastor Brock, you are not without sin. I know. Mm -hmm. I'm a sinner and I deserve hell. My only hope for salvation is Christ's death on the cross. So I know I'm a sinner. Then why are you judging? Well, here's the thing. She's really judging me in this email. I mean, mm -hmm. the people that yell at me not to judge, then they start judging me and tell me how all. So we're both judging. When Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged, he means I can't tell if you're going to heaven or hell for eternity. Only God can do that. Right. But you know what Jesus also said? The same Jesus who said, judge not, said, why do you not judge with righteous judgment? So there is a kind of judging we're not to do, mm -hmm. but there is a kind of judging we are to do. We are to try to determine what's right and what's wrong. And then, then she says, I'm homophobic. I do 
If go to go to my website. We have TV shows on my personal struggle mm -hmm. with homosexual temptation. Mm -hmm. I know this struggle, um, but. I, I still believe what the Bible teaches, homosexual behavior is a sin, mm -hmm. so I refrain. Does that make me afraid, homophobic? No. She says I'm transphobic. I'm not afraid of transgender people. I just don't believe a man can become a woman. Yeah, you can be castrated and have the operation, but your chromosomes are still what they are. Uh, she says that I'm misogynistic, I hate women and I'm sexist. I'm not sure where she's getting that. Uh, I'm body controlling. I think that means I'm against abortion, mm -hmm. and which I am because it's killing a baby. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I practice race, racist hate speech. I'm sorry. Where's that coming from? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like this is coming out of a liberal democratic playbook on how to accuse people. But just, um, yeah, I know I'm a sinner. I deserve hell. I, Jesus has saved me, hallelujah. Let's all be careful with our language. But judge not doesn't mean that I can't make more. This woman has made a moral judgment on me. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's doing the same thing. And nothing's wrong with that. We're supposed to judge with, you know, judging, judge not simply means I'm not God and I can't tell who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. That's what judge not means. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, here is... Um, a little something from a Catholic viewer. Yes, she didn't like me very well either. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned we should not pray to angels, but see Revelation 5.8 and Revelation 8.3. So yes, the Bible does say for us to pray to our angels. We are such sinners, we are not worthy enough to pray to God directly. We should only pray to angels, saints, and Mary. All right, why, here's, why can't we pray well, to angels? Well, here, here's my response. Okay, I read Romans, uh, Revelation 5.8. I read Revelation 8.3. Mm -hmm. Nothing in there about praying to angels. Uh, so I don't know what, what, what and here's the, the, the deal, and I'll defend the Catholic, I, I'm not a Catholic, I'm a Lutheran and I have problems with Catholicism. Mm -hmm. The Catholic Church does teach you can pray directly to God. I feel bad for this woman. She thinks she's so unworthy, which we all are, mm -hmm. that she doesn't have the right to pray to God the Father. She has to pray to Mary or the saints or angels instead. The Bible never teaches that. Yes, we're unworthy, but we come to God with confidence, the book of Hebrews says, but because of the blood of Christ. And to defend the Catholic Church a little bit, Catholics teach you can pray directly to God. Mm -hmm. Every time they say the Our Father, they're praying directly to God. So I feel bad for this woman. I think she's got some of her Catholicism mixed up. About, uh, uh, but the reason I don't pray to Mary or angels or saints is because in the Bible, Whenever Jesus or the apostles or believers prayed, it was always to God. Mm -hmm. It was never to a saint. So I would just advise our viewers to do that. Okay. Yeah. You stated you do not believe in purgatory. Yeah, same lady. <laughs> but we need to give restitution for the sins still on our souls when we die. Yes, Christ's death did free us to have the chance of salvation, but we still have to pay for our sins that we have on our souls when we die. The prayer we pray to St. Gertrude to sincerely release souls from purgatory will send them to heaven. All right, I, I, again, I feel bad for this person. Mm -hmm. uh, I, again, I'm a Lutheran, I'm not a Catholic. I don't believe in purgatory. There's nothing in the Bible that says that if you have unconfessed mortal sin on your soul or venial sin on your soul, you have to go to purgatory maybe for hundreds of years mm -hmm. and get it burned off and purged off so you can go to heaven. My belief is this, when Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. My sin debt is paid. Uh, it says in, in, in 1 John 1, 7, the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin, not me spending 500 years in purgatory. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is why the Protestant Reformation came about, 
Tetzel in the 1500s was selling salvation, saying we'll, we'll give you uh, indulgences to get out of purgatory early mm -hmm. for your grandmother. And people gave him money so they could build the beautiful St. Peter's Cathedral in Rome. And Martin Luther, who was a Catholic monk, said, what? Mm -hmm. And that started the Protestant Reformation. So um, I, I uh, and, and then go ahead with the next question there. Jesus started the true faith, the Catholic Church. Find out what human man started your faith and come to the true faith. In other words, Luther was a man who broke. First of all, Luther did not leave the Catholic Church to find a new church. Mm -hmm. He was thrown out of the Catholic Church, excommunicated by the Pope. The uh, Charles V, the emperor, put the ban of the empire on Luther. Anybody that found Luther could kill him. So it's not like Luther marched off to find, he, he wanted to stay a Catholic, but, mm -hmm. uh, but the church kicked him out. And so, the, uh, so that's, I mean, yeah, Luther had issues. Luther said some awful things about the Jews, mm -hmm. and Luther, Luther was not uh, perfect by any means, neither is the Pope. And it's the scriptures, it's the teaching of Jesus and the apostles that we follow, not Luther or the Pope. Right. Yeah. So, and you know, just one more thing about this lady. While I was working on that very question, when mm -hmm. that thing came in, I got a phone call from someone from our old church, Hope Lutheran, and he's, he's maybe on death's doorstep or was. Pastor Brock, I'm so glad I know my sins are forgiven. I know, I know I'm going to heaven when mm -hmm. I die because of Jesus. I wish this lady could have that assurance that the blood of Jesus, not me spending 500 years mm -hmm. in purgatory, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And read Luke 16, mm -hmm. when you die, you immediately go to heaven yep. or hell. You don't go 500 years to purgatory. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yep. You believe the rapture occurs at the same time as the second coming. Do you have a Bible verse on that? Yes. There are a lot of people that believe in what's called the pre-tribulation rapture of the church, mm -hmm. and they believe that seven years before Jesus comes back, Christians disappear from the planet. Well, I believe in the rapture, mm -hmm. but I believe we go to heaven, not seven years before Jesus comes down, but when he comes down. And where do I get this? I get this from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Let me read you verse 16, which says, For the Lord himself... And the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another. In other words, when Jesus comes down is when we get caught up, mm -hmm. not seven years before he comes down. So, and I know people... I get letters and please don't send me books on why <laughs> why I need to believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. I've, I've studied these things. It, it The other thing, Mona, this pre-tribulation rapture view mm -hmm. was not around in church history until the 1800s. I mean, I... I, I mean, uh, the Christians disappear seven years before Jesus returns. No, our, our hope is the second coming of Christ, not the pre-tribulation rapture of the church. So, and I don't doubt the faith of, of people that believe differently on this, mm -hmm. but I think sometimes they doubt my faith because some, some of these letters, you know, look, I'm going to heaven and I don't agree with you on the rapture. Next, g right. get over it, you know, so, yeah. All right, another comment. I am very disappointed with your teaching that it is okay to observe Sunday as the Sabbath day. God told us the Sabbath is Saturday, not Sunday, and Paul did not change the Sabbath day to Sunday. 
and my response, we, we did this on a prior show, I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. Read Romans 14.5, where Paul says, one man holds one day above the other, the other man holds every day alike. Well, let everybody could be convinced in his own mind. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say you've got to worship on Saturday or Sunday. He says, every, and, and he could not have written that. If, he, if we are to insist on Saturday as our day of worship. And like we said in the prior show, Jesus rose from the dead on Sunday, mm -hmm. and we find in the New Testament, some of these people are also argue, well, the Pope or Constantine changed it to Sunday. No, they didn't. Maybe officially the Pope later did. But in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, they're worshiping on what, what's called the first day of the week. That's Sunday, mm -hmm. the day Jesus rose from the dead. So I, I don't have a problem if Seventh-day Adventists want to worship on Saturday, but they some of them, a lot of them, have a big problem with me that I worship on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Well, Paul says, let every man be convinced in his own mind. Mm -hmm. He doesn't insist. Okay. If the Jews are God's chosen people, but Jesus said they are of their father, the devil, why do churches support the state of Israel? Mm -hmm. Is the Bible's Israel a people or a state? Yeah. Uh, some uh, very conservative Christians believe that we need to support the state of Israel because, mm -hmm. and they quote the Old Testament, whoever, the, whoever blesses you, I will bless, says the Lord. So here's my 10 cents on this. If you read the book of Romans, chapters 9, 10, and 11, God has a future for the Jews. Mm -hmm. He's not done with them yet. I think Romans chapters 9, 10, and 11 teach that there will be a conversion of Jews to Christ mm -hmm. before the second coming. And so I believe in that. Now, do, does that mean I have to support the state of Israel? I'm gonna leave that for everybody's conscience on their mm -hmm. own. I will say it is rather amazing that in 1948, after 2,000 yes. years of Jews not being a nation, they came together again to be a nation. Yeah. Is God setting up things to happen for the final battle of the world, Armageddon, which happens in Israel? Mm -hmm. I think that's a real possibility. But on this, I think we should just, again, let people hold their own view and if something, I mean, when the Bible's black and white, we need to be black and white. When the Bible is gray, we need to be gray and give grace for people to believe different things. Okay. Yeah. Here's another question from a viewer. My wife withholds sex from me and I relieve myself with masturbation and looking at sexual stuff. Who is in the wrong here? And I wrote him back and I said, you're both wrong. <laughs> uh, because in 1 Corinthians 7 verse 3, it says, you should not withhold sex from your spouse. Mm -hmm. So I think she's sinning. I also think he's sinning in that he's masturbating and looking at, at sexual stuff. And so I, I encouraged him to put on his iPhone and on his computer, Covenant Eyes, to protect himself from pornography. Just Google Covenant Eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I suggested he get a, an accountability partner, so a Christian person that'll pray for him and hold him accountable on, did you look at anything bad this week, et cetera, et cetera. So get an accountability partner, get Covenant Eyes. And, this, and I said to him, I hope you and your wife will get some good Christian mm -hmm. counseling because their, their marriage sounds pretty rough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where does the Bible say masturbation is a sin? All right, you know, honestly, there's not a clear Bible verse that says um, masturbation is a sin. Some people think the Old Testament story of Onan spilling a seed so he mm -hmm. wouldn't raise up children for his brother, but the sin there I don't think is masturbation, it's that he didn't raise up children for his brother. So I don't think he can use that. Okay. Mona, I think, it's, I think masturbation is a sin, and I'll tell you why. 
Lust is a sin. How many people masturbate without lust going on? I think almost nobody. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we're wise to stay away from it. Is there a clear Bible verse that says masturbation is a sin? Not to my knowledge, but lust is a sin. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, isn't that almost always involved? I think it is, so. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Here's another question sent in by a viewer. Why can't I pray to angels? Uh-huh. And this, yeah, the, the answer I, I gave to him is, because in the New Testament, you don't pray to angels, you don't pray to Mary, you don't pray to saints, you pray just to God. So there you go. There you go. Yep. The Baptist religion believes that once you are saved, you are always saved. I believe that when you sin, you have to ask God for forgiveness, which is correct. Well, uh, this is hard. <laughs> Does the Bible teach that once you come to Christ and truly believe in him, God will keep you a Christian the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. Well, Paul does say in Philippians, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. But there's other verses that warn us against mm -hmm. falling away, mm -hmm. like you can really do it. And so this is one, Mona, I think Christians have sincere, mm -hmm. honest disagreements about. I tend, but I'll tell you what I don't like. I tend to believe that God saved me, he's gonna keep me saved. That's mm -hmm. the way I tend to believe. Um, but there's enough verses in the Bible about falling away that I keep on my tiptoes. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, I will say this. I heard a, a, a Baptist type preacher once preach that if you accept Christ, but then fall away, don't believe and, and you're living with your girlfriend or whatever. Well, if you died in the midst of all that, you still go to heaven mm -hmm. because you prayed the prayer and accepted Christ. No way. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians 6, I'm going to quote it. First Corinthians 6, verse 9. Do you not know the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, thieves, greedy, robbers uh, will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified. Mm -hmm. You can't live in a penitent sin. I mean, and, and what, the, what the Baptists would say and uh, the Calvinists would say, and they're right, I think, that if you truly accept Christ, you can't live a lifestyle like right. that. I mean, you'll sin, but you repent if you sin. Mm -hmm. But you can't live in it, because that they would say, that means you never really had Christ to begin with. That's what they would say. Lutherans tend to believe, and I'm a Lutheran, you can lose it. So uh, to me, this is again, one of those areas we gotta search the scriptures, do the best you can, but I think you can believe either way and be a solid believer in Christ. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am an ELCA Lutheran, and I know that denomination is bad, and we would like to change, but I visited a Missouri Synod church, and they would not let me take communion. Is that right? My feeling is that Jesus would not refuse us communion. Yeah. Well, Mona, once upon a time, both you and I were members of the ELCA mm -hmm. Lutheran, the, yeah. the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, which has become not just liberal, radically liberal. Right. So I led my congregation out of the ELCA, hallelujah. Yep. And a lot of people have. That church, is, that denomination is shrinking. All right, this woman's, you know, but I feel bad for people in a little country town. It's the only church within 50 miles, you know. Mm -hmm. so, so this lady, it sounds like she wants to get out of the ELCA, so she goes to visit a Missouri Synod Lutheran Church. I go to a Missouri Synod Church. They're much more biblical, all mm -hmm. right? But this pastor won't let her take communion right. at his church because she's Missouri Synod Lutheran. Um, is that right? Well, I'll say this much for the Missouri Synod. They're just trying to protect people mm -hmm. because the Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians 11, if you take communion improperly, you're drinking 
condemnation on yourself. So when you take communion, you want to believe that, you know, in Christ Jesus in the sacrament and, and I'm a sinner and I need grace to, to save me. So I think their, their motives are good. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you the way I do it. If, if what I used to do when, I, when you, you and I were at Hope Lutheran, I'd stand in front of the church and say, we believe that communion is only for believers. Mm -hmm. If you're sorry for your sin, you're trusting Christ alone for your salvation, come up. If you're not sorry for your sins, you're not trusting Christ alone, don't come up. And then I leave it up to the people. Right. And I kind of like doing it that way. So there you go. How do I get the Bible on my smartphone? Uh-huh. Well, let me tell you. Here's my smartphone, and you go uh, to the App Store, and mm -hmm. you hit the button for the app called Bible.is. B-I-B-L-E period I-S. And it's free, and Mona, I love this. If, if I, I love laying on the bed and just having the Bible read to mm -hmm. me. It's just, so that's how you do it. Nice. Yep. Another question. Why did some books like the Gospel of Thomas not make it into the Bible? Early in Christianity, there were false teachers and heretics. You know, the reason we have the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, mm -hmm. those had to be written down to summarize the Christian faith because of the way heretics were, were going bonkers on stuff. So uh, the um, Gospel of Thomas, and there's other ones too, Epistle of Barnabas, I believe, there were these false gospels going around. Gnostics were, were an ancient cult mm -hmm. that taught Jesus did not really take on a human body. And, and so, uh, and, and if you read the Gospel of Thomas, it's a $3 bill. Hmm. I mean, it's got Jesus doing awfully weird. Uh, you know, he, he takes, it, as, a, as a boy, he does weirds and he curses his ch childhood friend or something. It's just, you can tell something's weird about these books. And the early church said, yeah, the early church said, there needs to be an, a, a, a connection to an apostle to get into the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Like the book of Mark was not written by an apostle, it was written by Mark, secretary to St. Peter. So St. Peter saw everything and, and Mark wrote it. So there needs to be a connection to an apostle to get into the New Testament. And, and the, these Gnostic books, these false gospels don't have an, uh, you know, and so that's why the, the gospel of Thomas is not in the New Testament. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't the Bible teach that women should not be pastors because women back then were uneducated? Wouldn't the advice be different today? Yeah, some people think, if you read 1 Timothy 2, Paul the Apostle writes, quote, <laughs> I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so the Bible talks about women teaching women and women teaching children, mm -hmm. but the authoritative teacher over the church, Paul says, needs to be a man. Now, why is that? Is because women were not educated and he changed his advice today? That's not what he says. Next verse. For, mm -hmm. he's giving the reason for women not preaching over men. For, <clears throat> it was not the woman who was created first, but the man who was created first. The woman fell into deception. Mm -hmm. And so, just there's, there's something more about the way God created. Men and women are equal. Mm -hmm. God loves us equally. Mm -hmm. Women can do everything in the church pretty much, but not preach and teach over men. I don't think they can be elders or rulers over, over the church because of what Paul, Paul writes. So, uh, um, the reason for Paul saying what he said that he gave us is not having to do with education. It's the way God made us. And Mona, it just, the, if the way God made us for 2,000 years, men have been the preachers in the church. Mm -hmm. And now we have denominations that push feminism and women preachers to the hilt, and they're all shrinking. 
those denominations. There's something that men, men would rather have a man teach them. Mm -hmm. and, and I think women would too. A lot of women don't like women preachers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so read First Timothy chapter 2. There you go. Um, another question. Do people get a second chance to accept Christ after they die? No, they don't. Jesus said once the householders got up and shut the door, you will be outside pounding saying, let us in. And mm -hmm. I, I will say to them, I never knew you. Uh, you know, you don't get a second chance after you die, which is why it's crucial that everybody watching this show now is trusting in Christ, mm -hmm. now is accepting Christ, not two days from now because you might be dead. So that, it's urgent. Yeah. What does the Bible teach about reincarnation? That is in Hebrews 9.27. It is appointed unto man to die once, yeah. and after that comes judgment. Not die and come back as a cow, not die and come back as another human and get all your bad karma off of you so you can attain mm -hmm. nirvana. No, you die once and after that comes judgment. Here's another question. Are there different rewards in heaven? Well, you know, there are. We're saved by grace. We're not saved by our good works. It's only mm -hmm. the blood of Christ that gets into, uh, us into heaven. Yep. But read 1 Corinthians chapter mm -hmm. 3. And there's two different people Paul's talking about. Both of them have the foundation of Christ, but one goes into heaven with great reward, and the other goes into heaven, but barely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it does matter how we live our life because there are eternal rewards mm -hmm. for living in Christ. Again, that doesn't mean we're saved by good works, it's by grace alone. Yep. But, you know, when you live for Christ, you're going to be blessed for it. Yeah. Um, if someone is dying, what do I say to them to bring them to Christ? Yeah. Mona, when I go to somebody's deathbed, I, Mr. So-and-so, do you know if you're going to go to heaven now if you die? Mm -hmm. Well, I hope so. Well, you can know so. Well, uh, Mr. So-and-so, why do you think you're going to heaven? Hope I've been good enough. I explain, you haven't been, neither have I. We're all, we all deserve hell. But Jesus, God himself, came down from heaven, took on a human body. His name was Jesus. He lived the perfect life we couldn't. So he could go to the cross to die for our sins. He pays for our sins, rises from the dead. And Mr. So-and-so, the Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Mm -hmm. Would you like to believe in him and trust in him? And, and then if he says yes, you get him baptized if they haven't been and and uh, send them into a good eternity mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah um, we got one minute ooh. left Mona so we better wrap it up but just we want to thanks Mona for those questions and everybody mm -hmm. we want to thank you for your prayers and your giving to this ministry we have had people be really wonderful lately and so now we're going to be able to expand this ministry every time we get more money we expand I'm the only person that gets a salary and it's modest. Everybody else running this ministry, God bless them, are volunteers. So when you send money in, we have a board that oversees the finances. I don't, and you don't want me overseeing it. But it go, when you give money, it goes to spreading the gospel. So just we want to thank you for your prayers mm -hmm. and, and your, uh, your giving. And you will see a website, pastorstudy.org there. Uh, you can also listen to the address, and there's various ways people can support us. But mainly pray for us. And God bless you. We'll see you next time at the Pastor Study. Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294. Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. If you've been blessed by the pastor's study, would you consider a tax-deductible gift to help us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ? You can donate at our website, pastorsstudy.org, two S's, or mail a check to the pastor's study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful week.